0: Welcome to Live Your Full Life Now podcast. Um, This is our second teaching on uh, the title, the subject that uh, we started in the last teaching, and that was marriage versus living together, marriage versus uh, cohabitating together. Uh, So in the first teaching, uh, I mostly just went over the statistics of the percentages of people that end up marrying each other after they live together and from those percentage how long do those marriages last and the the ones that do last and what's the percentage of that so please feel free to go back and listen if you're interested in knowing the statistics because i think the uh, the perception is that you will have a higher chance of a successful marriage if you live together first and apparently the statistics are actually the opposite of that. So please feel free to go back and listen to that. Um, so in this teaching, we, I wanna to talk to you guys about why do people choose to live together versus getting married to each other. And I think probably it's pretty obvious to most people why people choose to live together. And if you ask them, I think most people would say that it's just, it just makes more sense, right? Um it, it economically makes more sense. We save money when instead of having two places, we have one place, right? And Also, it's a way for us to test test each other, trying to kind of see if we're compatible with each other, if we're the right person for each other. Why jump into this huge commitment of marriage if you don't even know if we're going to get along or like each other? So this is better this way because we're testing each other. We're preparing each other. Uh, we're preparing to know if you're the right person for each other. So, um, and then you might also say, why get married and then end up in divorce? Why not just live together and avoid that, right? It's so much more convenient and easy. Uh, The breakup is so much easier if it doesn't work out. There's an exit strategy, right? So that all makes sense on the surface and the natural, that all makes sense. But I mean, let's face it. It's not like when you go buy a car, you test drive a car to see how it drives and decide whether you want to buy it or not, right? Or when you want to go buy a mattress, you go to the mattress store, you lie on it and you see if it's hard enough or comfortable enough, you know, or if it's soft enough and you make a decision whether you want to buy it or not. This is a relationship. <laughs> you know, it's not something you can test drive, but we'll get into that more later. Um, so... What are the problems with living together? You might say, I don't see a problem. Actually, there's benefits. Okay, fair enough. Um, But I'm really talking to Christians out there, people who call themselves Christians, who believe they are uh, followers of Christ, and it's in their heart to follow God and honor him and honor his word. So I'm talking to that group of people. And um, let's see what the Bible has to say. Maybe because honestly, a lot of Christians don't know the Bible. They don't know what the word says. So they just assume if in my heart, my intentions are good, then it's all good. Then it's all good with God, right? And that's not the case. In our heart, we have to know the word of God. And we have to deliberately, whether we like it or not, whether it feels good or not, follow it and trust it. So let's see what the word of God has to say about marriage. So Hebrews 13:4 says marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure for God will judge the adulterer and the sexually immoral well immediately you can say well I'm not an adulterer I committed to this person and we're only together and our bed is pure because we're only together but you're not married right it says marriage should be honored by all so the first thing that people who decided to live together they did not honor marriage would you agree and by no means, I'm not judging anybody. I'm just reading you what the scripture says just to bring a light into, um, you know, the way uh, into our belief system. I'm, I'm just letting you know what the Bible has to say about that. And it says, um, for God will judge the adulterer and the sexually immoral. So I'm assuming if you're living with your boyfriend and girlfriend, you're not just being roommates, right? <laughs> Maybe. There's a small percentage of Christians that live together and they still honor God. And, you know, uh, they don't go there. But let's face it. Reality is most people are adults. It's part of life. If they live together, that's kind of just part of it, too. So are they committing a sexually immoral act if they're not married? Apparently so, according to the Bible. Um, Another verse I want to read for you is Proverbs 14, 12. It says, there is a way. appears to be right but in the end it leads to death so this way of living together honestly it appears to be right nowadays like let's say the rents are so high economically it makes sense um it's better to be with someone else with your boyfriend girlfriend live together than be alone um i don't know in so many ways it makes so much sense so this is what the bible warns us against it says there is a way that seems to be right so this Living together seems to be right, right, for nowadays. And even society promotes that. And it says, but in the end, it leads to death. What kind of death? Obviously, it's not talking about us physically dying. But I think it's talking about, in this case, maybe a death. if, If you end up separating from that person you're living with and you've committed all this resources, time, energy, your youth. And if you separate at some point, you would be like, wow. I wasted so much time. I wasted my youth. I wasted, uh, you know, my finances and honestly opportunity to meet the right person. So that could be death to your joy. That could be death to your, I don't know, finances. Could be um, death to your hope. You can become hopeless. So those were the two scriptures that I wanted to share um, for this segment of this teaching. But let's continue going on as far as... um, um how how does it make a christian feel when we live with somebody else and we now we know what the bible says how do, how would it make us feel if we knew that this is not god's plan for us to live even though it makes sense financially even though the society says it's the right thing everything we think or um plan it, it kind of just falls into place if we live together right but if it's dishonoring god and dishonoring His word and and we become aware of that how would that make us feel it honorably it honestly it will make us feel like we're doing something wrong we would feel guilty about it we would feel ashamed about it we would have negative emotions we would have an unhealthy self-image of ourselves and because we feel that way it would hinder our relationship with god right and another thing is that is that um let's say you're um, a leader in your church for small groups or You lead, you know, Sunday school for little kids or something like that. And if those kids that you're being a leader of know you're living with somebody and you're not married to them, are you being a good witness to them? Are you being a good role model as a Christian to them? You know, are are we being, we're supposed to be in the world, as Jesus said, but not of the world. We're supposed to be the salt of the earth. You know, we're supposed to be the light that shines. There has to be a difference between the way you live And others who are non-believers live, right? So kind of think about that. And next thing I want to talk about is the expectations that men and women have going into this um, decision of living together. And I think it's so important. It's so important for people to be honestly almost confrontational with each other and confront each other before they decide to move in and say, what is your expectation of this relationship? both each man and woman should do that the woman should speak her mind the man should speak his mind so they know what are they getting into i think a lot of times it's just assumed the women assume something in their head and the men same thing and they never communicate and years later they clash because they say well i thought after living with you for these many years we're going to get married and he might say well i didn't think that that wasn't my plan you know so Let's see what the expectations are, and um, so before you get to the point where you have actually moved in, and you're now you're sharing rent, you're buying furniture together, you share a pet, um, and you're you know um, intimate with each other, which means honestly, this intimacy is not just sexual; it's so much more. It ties your souls together. That's why the Bible says when a man leaves his father and mother. And becomes united to his wife they become one flesh so they become intertwined with each other it's so much more that's why the breakup is so much harder when there's sex involved if there's no sex involved honestly the breakup is not as devastating but when there is you have become so attached to that person that it's it's devastating pretty much when you when especially if you've been with them for some time because, you know, that wasn't God's plan from the beginning for, for it to play out that way. So let's say um, you have moved in together, okay, and um, you haven't really talked about your expectation, But let me tell you um, what the statistics show. It says that 75% of women who move in with their boyfriend or fiance, uh, they believe that it will lead to marriage. 75% are going into this relationship of living together. They're going to bring their furniture. We're going to share rent or, you know, share our finances and be intimate with each other and live like husband and wife because 75% think this is going to lead to marriage. This is like the next step for marriage, you know? Like this is an audition for the job. Um, he's test driving me to see if I'm the right person. And once he finds out how great I am, As for a wife, then he's going to propose and marry me. 75% of women think that way. Let's see what men think. What's in their head when they decide to move in together with their girlfriend or their uh, fiancé? So only 25% believe that. Only 25% of men believe that this relationship is kind of like a precursor, pre-step to marriage, right? So what do the rest of them believe? So it's kind of, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever thought about that. But apparently, what men believe when going into this um, decision of living together with their girlfriend or with their fiance, they're thinking in their head, this is a convenient way to have sex, okay? To have it without a commitment. There is no serious commitment here. You know, um, we're sharing expenses. It's better financially for me, for this person to move in or for me to move in with her. And pretty much I can be intimate as much as I want to. It's easy. And I'm not really committing as far as like, I'm not marrying her, right? I'm not committing. So it's easy. So this is what men, 75% of men, that's what's in their head when they go into this relationship of living uh, with their girlfriend or their fiance. So I think it's, it's really, really important to... If you're gonna do it talk please I mean be upfront about what you expect from the other person before you move in you know say ask questions be honest and if you have already moved in don't just play the guessing game and I don't know hope that he will get it and he will ask you to marry him and just wait around don't waste your life don't waste your time confront the other person say listen I think this is something we should have talked about before we moved in together, but now I want some answers because I need to know where my life is going from this point on. How much longer are we going to be living together? Do you have a decision? Do you have any thought of marrying me? If so, when, within what time, if he might say, oh yeah, I've always wanted to marry you. I just don't know when. Well, say I need a time frame. When are you going to know? Three months, six months, one year, two years, five years? I have to have an answer. And if they say, no, I just can't commit to that. I'm not ready for that. Then you know what? I would say, okay, then I need to do some thinking and make a decision uh, of what is good for me. And you may have to make some hard decisions um, that may be painful, but in the long run, it will put your life on the right track. Okay? If the person does not want to commit to you to marry you, how much longer do you want to live with them? just like that, with no commitment at all, because they have an exit strategy, right? Because they're, it's, I don't know, they have nothing to lose, honestly, in the relationship. So, and and, and it works both ways, not just for women, but for men as well. So I would definitely have that conversation. And again, if you're a Christian and you want to honor God, um, that's a decision you have to make because, you know, honoring God and following his word has to do with um, with sacrificing, sacrificing our flesh and saying no to our flesh. A lot of times what it wants to do, we have to say, this is, I can't do that because it's against God's word. So you have to either make a decision, hopefully to get married to that person, or maybe decide if, if it's your will to honor God and see the benefits from it. Then you have to say, At the, from this point on, I have to honor God. And this is what I decide to do and move out and, you know, live on your own. Maybe you can still be in that relationship, but do it in a godly manner. Um, So I pretty much went over um, as far as the motivation behind uh, people who like to live together and not make the commitment to be married. Um, I think in the next teaching, I'm going to go over uh, comparing God's plan for marriage versus a society's plan of living together because they are, they are in contrary to each other because society is becoming more and more approving of people living together, of uh, cohabitation, you know, and less and less approving of the institution of marriage. Like they'll say, what, why do you need a piece of paper to prove that you love each other? Who do you want to prove it to? You don't need it, right? So let's compare, put those two to, you know, next to each other and compare And make some conclusions based on that. So until the next teaching, God be with you and God bless you.